hey, 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 I just, let me tell you, I'm jumping through that for a second. Did I say, hey there, hi there, oh there, to open this episode? Wow, you know what, I can only say I was watching Home Improvement before I started recording and it must have just got into my head with the hidey-ho neighbor and all that stuff. Nonetheless, we're not here to talk about Home Improvement, but also to talk about Home Improvement, check the show out. Great show. Fantastic show. Came out in the 90s, whatever. You know about it. If you don't know about it, come on, man. Check it out. Anyways, starting out the show rambling already. But like I said, hope everybody out there is doing good. Thank you for joining me this week. I am in a, I'm in a really good, fantastic mood. Let me tell you, um, went over, got over 200 total listens for my podcast, and it's what 17 episode life, and I'm so beyond grateful to everybody who's taken the time out of their day to listen to my uh, podcast. It means so much to me. I can't, I can't even begin to tell you how much it means that you. Uh, Y'all take the time to listen to me ramble on about movie news and movie stuff and whatever else is going on. So thank you so much for being here for me, and I'm going to keep the show going for y'all. It's um, It's been a fun journey so far. I can't wait to see where else we go with this thing. Um, new logo. Took a total pause there because I just, I don't know why. Um, new logo is out. Debuted that on the Twitter uh, over the weekend. Absolutely love it, Cassie at Dizflick. God, I can't thank her enough for that logo. So fantastic, such great work. Love it, and it's gotten some great love. And uh, definitely plan on making that a T-shirt at some point in time. And I think a couple of you would be interested in a T-shirt. Uh, let me know if you'd be interested in a T-shirt. Uh, that'd be pretty cool to have my uh, have my logo out there for some people to put on some shirts and rock it. And other reason I'm super stoked and excited, dude. H H N. It's just, it's so close. We're like, what, less than two months away until I'm down there with my buddies, with my amigos, with the crew, hanging out, having fun, having a great time. Halloween Horror Nights, if you know me, it's my thing. It's my jam. I love it so much. I love going to Universal Orlando. So less than two months away till I am back home at Universal Orlando Resort for the premiere Halloween event. And I don't, they don't just call it that. I don't just call it that. That Halloween Horror Nights is one numerous amount of awards for many many years in a row now and it's just the most spectacular event in the world can't wait to be back down there but i'm so excited because they uh photos started leaking out um i follow orlando informer on pretty much everything twitter and facebook and let me go ahead and suggest to you right now orlando informer great site i uh, follow them if you love going to universal orlando or doing anything in orlando follow them they always got some great information they got some great news going on they got some great photos and they have an event um, every couple of months or so. I um, don't have full information, but they have an event, um, Orlando Informer Meetup, where you get to go to the Universal Parks, and you know you pay you pay for the event and you get in there, and you just pretty much no wait times or very low wait times. Get to have a blast with uh, definitely not the same amount of crowd as normally there at Universal, and it's a, it's a great experience. So check out Orlando Informer. The reason I brought them up is because. They dropped a photo today of the facade for the tribute store for Halloween Horror Nights. And, oh, it blew me away when I first saw it. It got me even more pumped and excited because Halloween Horror Nights in Orlando is happening. No doubt about it. And seeing that facade, uh, facade basically something that's outside of the building that you're walking up to. And you can kind of see what you're getting into. Um, tribute store is where they hold... A lot of the Halloween Horror Nights merchandise, they got about three different rooms that normally have different setups to it based on the themed houses for that year. Um, 
Last couple years, they had Stranger Things. They had the Universal Monsters, you know, things of that nature. And they're building up that room. They're setting that room up. And it just, it got me so excited. And seeing the facade, it's very, very much Beetlejuice vibe the first time I saw it. Going off of that, I found a photo of Beetlejuice's Graveyard Review. That was a uh, show that was at Universal Orlando a number of years ago. And basically the exact same thing. So definitely Beetlejuice vibe, which kind of... Nails home the uh, point that Beetlejuice is going to be a part of this year's event, which is fantastic. Beetlejuice, classic film. Love that film, and that's going to be, without a doubt, an extremely fun house. So I'm really excited about that. Of course, nothing has officially, officially been announced, so we'll just, you know, keep it at that. But we can uh, speculate even more, you know what I'm saying? But so excited about that and so happy, and this event is on its way, and it's coming, and I just, I'm so, so amped up. Um... Buy one, get one free tickets end in a couple days on the 22nd of this week. So, uh, July 22nd. So, hopefully they'll be announced in the passes after that and I can go ahead and purchase my tickets. Already got the hotel booked. I'm going to drive, of course. So, last thing I really need, basically, is the tickets for the event and I'm good to go. I'm an annual pass holder so I can get into the park already. I just need the Halloween Horror Nights tickets. But, super soaked, super excited. Great way to start the week. Um, great things going on with my job. I got upped a little bit, so, you know, not gonna go further into that, but so much good stuff going on. Super excited, super stoked, super happy. I mean, what can it, what else can you have for? But, you know, that's basically what's been going, you know what, no, not done talking about me. <laughs> um, before I get in the news, last bit of the thing I've been up to is I've started, it's kind of a weight loss journey, kind of talking about my weight loss, weight loss journey on this show a little bit. As well as we're heading into Halloween Horror Nights. And maybe I'll just keep going. I can use this podcast as kind of some kind of motivation as well to continue getting in better shape. But recently I have I lost three pounds. So fantastic. Any any gain is a good gain basically in that department as long as losing weight. So three pounds may seem small to somebody else. But it's huge to me to be moving in the right direction towards goal for Halloween Horror Nights. On top of that, I have now started fasting the last three business days, I will say, because, you know, the weekend didn't really, you know, go by it. I didn't go as long fasting-wise, but um, I started fasting and basically been doing, like, 20-hour fast, and I did it again today as the recording this episode, and I plan to keep doing this until, um, you know, I just plan to keep doing it. The main goal is to do it until Halloween Horror Nights, and then, of course, that week I'm on vacation, so all bets are off, but I plan to keep going and try to keep myself in the best physical get myself in the best physical condition I've ever been in my life and I'm on a really good path I can notice that I'm feeling better I'm moving quicker which is a good sign as well so very happy about that and it's been going much easier than I expected it to it's um I expected it to be a very tough process to start with and you know the last what five days three business days if you will um it's been kind of easy and it's been easier than I expected it to be the second day and today was a little rougher I did start uh, feeling the hunger pains but you know nonetheless fought through it kept battling because Halloween Horror Nights is my goal I'm not losing sight of that and I just want everything to work out the right way and happily I'm getting there I'm doing it and I'm doing it in a healthy way I've of course uh, researched how to do this in the best healthy in a healthy way and not you know obviously I'm not gonna starve myself I'm not gonna do anything like that but fasting if done right is a very good uh, method for um, health so nonetheless You know, that's basically what's been going on with me. I've been talking about myself for, you know, eight minutes, so very good me, you know. But nonetheless, let's go ahead and uh, jump into some news, starting it off with not good me news. Um, I saw this today, and it kind of gutted me because 
It's one of those films that I just absolutely, I love the franchise, I love the universe, and I was looking forward to this film a lot, and unfortunately I'm going to have to wait even longer for it. Uh, the Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It, which was expected to come out September 2020, has been bumped until June 4th, 2021. So, positive thinking, early birthday gift for me next year, right? But yeah, it sucks to say that, you know, the movie has been moved, it's obvious, that it happened, it, you know, it was on the ledge there, we didn't know if it would happen, we've seen a lot of movies move back, and this one has now moved back, so, now I will gladly wait until June 4th, a little upset, because obviously I wanted to see it this year, but I will wait until June 4th for the amazing Conjuring film universe to continue, um, if you didn't know, The Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It, is based on um, a chilling story of terror, murder, and unknown evil that shocked even the experienced real-life paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren. One of the most sensational cases from their files, it starts with a fight for the soul of a young boy, then takes them beyond anything they'd ever seen before to mark the first time in U.S. history that a murder suspect would claim demonic possession as a defense. So, this is going to be one heck of a film. I love the Conjuring universe to death. It is like one of my favorite universes in the world, maybe one of my favorite franchises going. So, can't wait for the Conjuring Universe 3. I'm going to have to wait longer now, but well worth it. Uh, speaking of waiting longer as well, Tenet has been uh, pushed back. Uh, quote, unconventional theatrical rollout is expected for the film with a new release date to be announced imminently. Uh, Warner Brothers said we will share a new 2020 release date imminently for Tenet, so they're still expecting to release the film this year. Good on them. Uh, we need movie theaters back open. I know I do. Uh, not only is it good for economic, but it's good for me because I love going to movies. <laughs> you know? So hopefully they can get that back going. Um, Wonder Woman 84 is still slated for its October, its new October release. It was originally supposed to be out in, what, August? So... That got pushed back and is still set for October. And hopefully, fingers crossed, this one keeps because I've already lost Halloween and I've already lost The Conjuring. So hopefully, Wonder Woman 84 stays strong. Over in TV news, the Falcon and Winter Soldier show has been delayed and pushed as well. Uh, no, not surprising. I know the production has shut down for that show. But in good news, WandaVision has... Um, not been affected by this setback and is reportedly still on track to have its debut later this year, which is a big deal because uh, Disney Plus, this is one of the big uh, draws for Disney Plus for a lot of people, were the Marvel television shows that were coming that were going to directly connect to the films that are going on. And it's a big sell and a big push for Disney Plus. And I know my brother was talking about it the other day that his Disney Plus, um, he was wondering if he should keep it. He doesn't know what there is that there, what to keep on there. And I've looked, I looked at Disney Plus the other day and I didn't see anything that really grabbed my attention other than like documentaries and stuff. And I've already watched the Lizzie McGuire season again, so I'm good there. <laughs> and, um, so yeah, I mean, but I remembered when I saw this news, I'm like, oh yeah, those Marvel shows are coming to Disney Plus. So that may be a reason right there to keep it, especially since they're tying into the MCU universe. That way you can kind of keep up with everything. Of course, you could Google it, but that's no fun. Um, but yeah, that film is still scheduled to debut later this year. It has um, also been confirmed through previously released set photos that the series will be featuring the Senate World Observation and Response Department, or better known as S.W.O.R.D., which is a subdivision of S.H.I.E.L.D. that deals with alien threats that jeopardize world security. 
this would mark the live action debut of the department and first Marvel property from the Fox Disney merger that will be integrated into the MCU. So, big deal going on with WandaVision. WandaVision is going to be basically set in, I believe it was the 50s, and it's going to kind of go around and mess around and have looks of like classic sitcoms while other stuff is going on. And they, you know, interesting show, wild show, but. I'm here for it because, you know, Wanda, Vision, Wanda. Wanda's one of my favorite characters in the MCU. So, here for it. Um, while we are talking Marvel news, the Russo brothers came out and said... Of course, the Russo brothers did a lot of the films most recently, of course, Endgame. And they pretty much said they were done with the MCU. Uh, recently, Anthony Russo said that, quote, Secret Wars would be the biggest movie you could possibly imagine. So, that's really excites us about the story. The ambition of it is even bigger than the ambition of the Infinity Saga. Imagine that. So the Russo brothers basically hinted they would be interested in coming back. They did a Secret Wars kind of deal with the next MCU. Um, basically, if you don't know what the Secret Wars are, here's a little snippet of information about what they are that I gathered. Uh, Secret Wars is a cosmic being of incalculable good lord, power called the Beyonder. Creates a planet called Battleworld, stocked with alien tech, and pulls dozens of heroes and several villains to this hidden world. On the hero side were most of the big Marvel icons, and on the villain side was filled with signature bad guys too. The two sides had to fight it out, and the winners would get their heart's desire. So, it sounds like a fun story. Obviously, it can work out in a uh, movie realm, you know, very well. So, you know, if that's where they're going, cool. Um, I think I've been open on this show. I've been open with other people in real life. I don't, I'm not really all that excited about what I'm seeing coming from Marvel. You know, obviously Doctor Strange piques my interest because it's to get horror elements, apparently. Um, and then, of course, Thor and the Guardians of the Galaxy and that stuff kind of still has my interest. But mostly a lot of stuff I'm seeing from the MCU coming up, I'm not all that hyped about. So... You know, we'll see what happens, obviously. I think Black Widow is still the first film that's going to come out, and that's going to set something up. So we'll see what happens there. But Secret Wars, they went with this. Seems like a pretty cool idea, and hopefully they do. Who knows? Um, obviously, I'm very pro-DC. I love me some DC comics. I love their characters more. I'm more interested in their stories. It just gravitates. I gravitate way more towards it. It pulls me in better. I'm more interested in it, but I've respected some of the stuff the MCU has done. I don't think the MCU is as, you know, highly regarded as it is and put on the pedestal that people have it. To me, I don't look at it that way. Obviously, I can respect a lot of the films, like Endgame especially, but, you know, obviously DC is my thing. But either way, I don't hate on Marvel. I'm excited. I am excited about certain films that are coming. I'm intrigued to see where they're going, and, you know, we'll see what happens. But speaking of uh, DC, kind of, Keanu Reeves um, would love to make a Constantine sequel if someone will let him, says the director of the Constantine film that Keanu Reeves was in. And uh, DC, if you're listening, there, I know there's some stuff going on with Constantine between the Justice League Dark uh, stuff and everything like that. So Warner Brothers, if you're, in, if you're listening and paying attention, Get Keanu Reeves to, to return as Constantine. I mean, people love Keanu. Keanu is like, a, he became an internet darling over the last couple of years. And he's just, he's an action star with John Wick and Matrix and all this stuff. So yeah, bring him in. Bring him in. Bring him back. Um, Netflix news. 
There's a movie called The Devil All the Time. It's been uh, highly talked about because of his star-studded cast with the likes of Tom Holland, Robert Pattinson, uh, Sebastian Stan, and Mia Wasikowski. Uh, the film has now gotten a release date of a September 16th on Netflix. Um, the, the show takes course over two decades and surrounding a cast of dark and bizarre characters including a serial killing couple, a faith testing preacher, and a corrupt sheriff. So, there you go. I'm in. That show sounds awesome. Great cast by the looks of it. A lot of superhero people and uh, Robert Pattinson in there. So, down for it. Sounds like a good time. I will definitely add that to the list of things to watch. Um, speaking of things to watch, and this is something I haven't watched in a while. And um, I mess with my buddy Wonderful about it all the time. Harmful. Harm, 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 harmless. Kidding. Um, with him, but, you know, nonetheless, The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead has been, you know, a very successful TV show for AMC for a number of years. I don't know how it's doing now, because, like I said, I've stopped paying attention to The Walking Dead. Um, mostly when Andrew Lincoln announced he was leaving the show. That was my favorite character on the show, Rick. And that kind of, once I heard that, my interest dropped a little bit, and then I left halfway through. I'm not going to say what happened, but one of the seasons where, um... A certain character got bit. That's all I'm going to say. But I just, my interest was declining until then. And then I just stopped watching the show after that episode. But there is a Rick Grimes movie coming. And I'm a little interested in that, of course, because I like Rick Grimes. I like the character. I like Andrew uh, Lincoln's performance as the character. And uh, Robert Kirkman, the creator of The Walking Dead uh, comic book, and of course he's behind the TV show stuff as well, which recently asked some things about it, and he said, quote, there's a ton of stuff going on behind the scenes. I don't want anyone to think that we're just kind of waiting around for this pandemic to end. I would say that if anything, the pandemic is going to make a lot of movies better. I think the Rick Grimes movie, chief among them, just because we're getting a lot more time to cook this thing and make sure it's perfect. But when things do quiet down, you guys are going to hear a ton more about this movie. You know, I'm intrigued. I like the character of Rick Grimes. I'm intrigued to see where they're going with this. I think I saw something that Michonne is going to be a part of as well, which, you know, makes sense from the last thing I saw in The Walking Dead. So cool. Good on them. We'll see how that movie does. I think there's a couple movies planned. I think the show has two or three or four spinoffs already going or planned as well. So, good on them. We'll see what happens with The Walking Dead. Uh, especially these solo movies. I um, Obviously, I'll talk about those in the future. Um, other movie news, and in movie news, I didn't know... <laughs> I don't think a lot of people kind of expected this. Um, Alden Ek... I can't say last names. We know this by now. You know this. I suck at names. Alden Eckrich? I'm going to go Eckrich. I'm going to go Eckrich. <laughs> um, Alden Eckrich has teased a possible return for Han Solo in some capacity, saying, quote, I've heard some stuff... But nothing concrete. So, Alden, I'm, just, I'm not going to attempt to say his last name. Alden, of course, played young Han Solo in the Solo a Star Wars story film that was a, um, let's just say, didn't do well at the blockbuster. Or, didn't do well at the blockbuster. <laughs> um, <laughs> cracked myself up on that. It didn't do well at the box office. And, you know, it's been kind of panned 
by Star Wars fans, which is nothing new. Star Wars fans hate Star Wars stuff, apparently, which is just bonkers, but, you know, whatever. Um, but that movie was not liked by a whole lot of people, and but there has been some people that loved it or loved aspects of it, and there's people that I know want to see a sequel to the film. And now, hearing this news is the first bit of positive news I heard about. Even though he just said nothing's concrete, there's still a little bit of something going on if he's heard something, you know? So... We'll see if we get some solo news coming, because, you know, anything can happen, especially with Star Wars. It's a hot property, it's a hot commodity, and, you know, no matter what, it's going to be a hot commodity for years and years to come, especially with Disney having it, The Mandalorian, people love it, and, you know, there's another show coming on the network, and, you know, hey, you can give us a solo TV show. You can give us a solo sequel on Disney+, Plus. you know? You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. Um, speaking of Disney Plus, uh, casting news, we got Kenan Thompson, the amazing Kenan. Love me some Kenan, man. I've been watching Kenan forever. I remember, um, God, that sounded creepy. But I, I grew up watching all that. I watched the Kenan Kell show. He's been on Saturday Night Live. I remember any time I see Kenan, I'm like, yeah, Kenan. You know, I'm always happy to see Kenan. Recently, he's been doing Universal commercials. The, uh, whoa, whoa. Let your woe go, or something like that. I don't know. I, I don't remember the slogan. It's been a while. <laughs> but um, I remember he did. He was in the commercial and everything. That was really cool, because, you know, two of my worlds colliding there. But he, as well as Chris Parnell, you know, some Saturday Night Live veterans, have joined the cast of Disney Plus's uh, Home Alone reboot, joining Jojo Rabbit star Archie Yahtzee, breakout star from Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit was an interesting movie. Uh, CEO of Disney, Bob Iger, described the Home Alone reboot as a, quote, reimagined for a new generation. This update comes along with a slew of reboots currently in development for the streaming service, including Night at the Museum, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, didn't know that was a Disney property, but cool on them, and Cheaper by the Dozen. Well, I mean, they bought Fox, and I'm pretty sure Cheaper by the Dozen was Fox, and Diary of a Wimpy Kid, I think it was Fox as well, so... Never mind. And so was Night at the Museum. <laughs> so, you know what? Never mind. Uh, so, the, yeah, they're rebooting Home Alone, Night at the Museum, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, and Cheaper by the Dozen. In addition, people behind the Home Alone reboot are working on a Inspector Gadget reboot as well. So, Disney is just rebooting everything. You know, if they're not live-actioning their cartoons, they're rebooting old shows. You know what I'm saying? So, more power to them. You know, will I ever see them? Who knows? I, I don't have much of an interest in any of those films um, or TV shows. I don't even know what they're going to be. But, I mean, Home Alone is interesting enough. It was a fantastic film back in the 90s starring Macaulay Culkin. Uh, it's had, uh, what, four or five sequels. I think I've only seen three of those. Uh, Home Alone 3 being the last one I saw. Uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, I enjoyed the first two, mostly because Steve Zahn is one of my favorite actors. Night at the Museum, never got into. Cheaper by the Dozen. Hillary Duff. I mean, enough said for me, okay? Love me some Hillary Duff. If she's back for the Cheaper by the Dozen, I'm in. Already sold. If she's not, yeah, well, you know. I don't know if I'll ever see it. But nonetheless, that's good news for the people that love those franchises. Inspector Gadget, I might check that out, because Inspector Gadget, come on. Grew up with that cartoon. Um, Alright, and last bit of news before I take a pause and then come back with our episode's review. Fantastic show that I absolutely loved growing up, and anytime I hear about this show, come across some kind of like old school image or just, you know, when I heard this news, I got immediately excited and happy about 
like right away because just memories reflooded and everything. Uh, Wishbone, the TV show from PBS from the 90s. Mattel and Universal Pictures are developing a film as a modern, family-friendly comedy. Come on, give me this. I will not see it in theaters, sorry. <laughs> Just like the Magic School Bus. I will eventually see it, though. Um, come on, I mean, Wishbone, you know, freaking, what, little dog putting himself in classic novel stories in live-action form. I am so down for this. I loved it as a kid. So much, you know what, screw it. I probably will see it in theaters. I probably will see the Magic School Bus in theaters as well if they put it in there because I will be the biggest kid in theaters. I don't care. I'm so excited. I'm so happy. Can't wait. So, there you go, people. That was the news for this episode. Rambled on for a good, what, 25 minutes? Look at me, baby. I'm getting better at this thing, I think. I don't know. You let me know. But nonetheless, going to take a pause. and going to come back at you after the break. Do you like to go to Halloween Horror Nights? Do you yourself like Hollow Scream, haunted attractions, ghostly encounters, and other scary things? Or maybe on the weekend you like to summon a ghost or go find yourself a demon. If you do, then this is the podcast for you. Haunters! You can follow us every Wednesday on Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Haunters Pod. Where we're ready to haunt you. Ah, wonderful, it comes off kind of creepy. We're keeping it! Our phones have become essential. Apps keep track of our schedules, our fitness, our love lives. But what if an app could tell you how long? I got 63 years. 57 years. Before you die, would you want to know? Obviously. My girlfriend said the same thing. He knew that app said she was going to die. Whatever is happening to us, I think it's because of this app. We need a new phone. A new phone, new number, new service. else I can help you with? No. The countdown app, it's really just a random number with a clock. It's not that scary, but it seems like it worked on YouTube clowns. This must be everyone that downloaded the app. My sister. She downloaded it. All we need to do is beat the clock by one second. Have you ever done anything like this before? No, but I've read about it a lot. My sister's heart, a fate much worse than death, will pursue you. Come with me. It will overwhelm you until you are utterly destroyed. Death. There's an app for that. All right. Welcome, everybody, back to the Reveal Rob show. 
our review this week's <laughs> the review for this week's episode is the film Countdown. It is a horror film that I'm gonna be honest with you. It's a horror film I've seen. The movie came out in 2019. It's a, you know, when I've gone to the red box, it's kind of come up a couple times as a movie that they have decided I would be interested in. Um, you would also like kind of deal. You know, we've all seen those things. And I looked at it, thought it was interesting, but for some reason I've always like, eh, I don't want to rent it this time. Maybe next time. I'll rent it next time, and then I've never ended up ever renting the film. And, you know, I don't know why I didn't. I, I guess I kind of expected to be let down by it, so I was kind of just pushing off as much as possible. So, you know, between that time, I rented um, uh, The Gallows Act 2, which, you know, you heard my review and how I felt about that. Wasn't happy with it. Um, Gretel and Hansel, wasn't happy with it. And then uh, Vivarium, wasn't happy with it, right? So, finally, I was thinking of a movie to do this week. What was that? What am I going to review? Wanted to do a horror movie, and I was like, you know what? Screw it. Why not? Let's go ahead and check this movie out. If it's bad, whatever. It's kind of expecting it. So I went into the movie without the highest of hopes for it. I was like, okay, this on an app. Okay, we've kind of seen the technology thing before with horror movies, but whatever. I'll watch it, right? So before I get into my full review of the film, let's talk about the synopsis real quick. Uh, when a nurse downloads an app that claims to predict exactly when a person is going to die, it tells her she only has three days to live with time ticking away and a figure hunting her, or haunting her, whatever. <laughs> um, she must find a way to save her life before time runs out. movie came out in October 2019. Budget of $6.5 million. Box office 48. Hey, the movie is successful, boy. Holy cow. All right. Um, so yes, there's a synopsis for Countdown, and let's jump into it. So, it's kind of known, there's a lot of people in the world, I've never been intrigued by this, but I know there are people in the world who have gone on the websites, I believe there are, um, like quizzes or, like, BuzzFeed quiz or some kind of quiz like that, where you can click on it and it can tell you how long do you have to live or when you're going to die or some stuff like that. So I know there's people that are interested in it, so concept-wise, I get it. Very much so. Um, like I mentioned, a lot of people are already fascinated and want to know stuff like that. Two apps. I mean, we have so many apps on our phones these days. People will download just about anything and put on their phone. So, Curiosity plus apps. You know, there you go, right? Concept-wise, it passes. Um, cast-wise, for the majority of the cast, is my first time with um, noticing a lot of them. I will say there was one character, one of one of the actresses in the film, looked familiar, and I could never pinpoint who she was or anything like that. It's, you know, we've all had those moments when we're watching movies, like, oh, god, that person's recognizable, but I never searched until I finished the film. I'm gonna get into that in a moment. But after looking at it now, I see that the actress was in, of course, Annabelle Creation, which is one of my favorite movies. I absolutely love that movie. One of my favorite movies of the Conjuring universe let alone one of my favorite movies in general. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, pinpointed. Hit that right away. Um, another person I noticed was Tom Segura, stand-up comedian. He was in the film as well. Other than that, mostly a cast I'm not um, used to that I don't really recognize all that much. But cast was good. Cast did a good job. The acting was pretty, pretty dang good for a horror movie, so I'm going to give it credit where credit's due for that moment right there.
Alright, so now that we talked about cast, let's jump into how I felt about the movie. And happy to say, surprised to say, I enjoyed this film a lot. I actually had a good time with this movie. It was not nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, I undersold it a lot going into it, so maybe that kind of helped me, you know, but I was in. Like, as soon as I started watching the movie, I was interested, and I just stayed interested the whole time. Like, I didn't look at my phone. You know, there's times where I look at, like, those movies I mentioned earlier where I was, would have, I would look at my phone, look at my phone or whatever. With this film, never once had the urge to look at my film. I kept watching the what, look at my film. Look at my phone. Um, I just kept watching the movie, and I was intrigued, and I was interested, and I wanted to see where you know this was going to go. Because, like I mentioned before, I like the concept. I get the concept, and you know it. It passes. They passed very well in this film. I was surprised. I it, would, it wasn't one of those one of these low budget horror movies. It was actually a pretty decent decent movie. Is it the greatest horror movie of all time? No, but is it worth a watch? Absolutely. Absolutely, I enjoyed the film. Like I said, the cast was pretty dang good. Good concept, right? But, I mean, there's the scares in the film. Legit, yo. Good scares. Good stuff going on in the film. Um, and, you know, it's just... I'm trying to think of ways to not spoil the film. But, you know, there's film... It kind of... There's, like, a difference in tone throughout the film. Like, most of the time, it's kind of just... Where are we going with this? There's some funny moments in the film. Like I mentioned, they do have a stand-up comedian as one of the characters in the film. He's very hilarious. You know, he's very hilarious. But um, like I mentioned earlier, when try when I recognize somebody in the film, and I was like, I know who this is. And normally when I do that, I will go to my phone and look it up right away. But I was so into the movie that I didn't even want to do that. I just wanted to keep watching and see where it goes. So yeah, I I give the movie a pass. I think it was actually very enjoyable. I can't believe I undersold it, but you know. I enjoyed it. I absolutely enjoyed it. I kind of want to watch it again. It was, it's a it's a good time. It's not a long movie. It's like an hour and 30 minutes. You know, fantastic for horror, horror slash thriller film, right? Um, and they deliver. That's what I can basically say here is they, they delivered really well. Um, like, honestly, there's moments in the film. I kid you not. There are moments when I was watching this film where I don't really get scared with horror movies. Um... I guess I've kind of been desensitized because I've been watching it forever. Um, I've always said Child's Play 2 is probably the first horror movie I saw when I was, what, four, five years old when that movie came out, wasn't it? Yeah, about four or five years old when that movie came out. So, I've, And I've been into horror ever since, from that and to tell us from the crypt to just in all the way as I got older. Um, I've always loved horror, and... So I've kind of come desensitized to it, but some stuff can get me every now and then. And there's not so much got me when I was watching the film, but it was attention-getting. You know what I'm saying? Not so much to where it got me to jump. I'm like, ooh, that was good. And they got, a, they got some moments in this film, and I'm like, ooh, that was a good one. Oh, yeah, good job, good job. Um, the creature idea, I get it, the thing that's haunting them. Um... I like where they went with it. I didn't think they went ridiculous by any means with um, what they could have done. They could have gone so stupid, but they, you know, what they did was perfectly fine. I loved it. It was even kind of like, oh, that's a twist. I wasn't expecting that. Okay, good idea. So, you know what? Yeah, I enjoyed the film. I actually thoroughly, I enjoyed the film thoroughly. There's nothing about this film that I didn't, I think there was one point where I'm like, really? We're going there, but, you know, it paid off. Um, there was moments, like I mentioned, the scares are good. They got some creepy factor to it, and 
on top of that, there were legit moments where I'm like, no, don't do that. What are you doing? Come on. I was doing that during this movie. Those other horror movies I mentioned, not once. But this movie, I'm like, oh, whoa, okay, all right. Don't do that. Come on now. <laughs> you know? And that's what you look for in a horror movie, right? So, yes, uh, Countdown 2019, because I think there's another film called Countdown. Countdown 2019 horror movie gets a, um, a pass from me. I will say, I, um, I will suggest watching it. It's for, it's a good time. Like I said, it's only an hour and 30 minutes, so it's a good time. Um, solid enough movie. Not a stupid movie. And I don't know what else to say about it. Definitely check it out. I don't know if I'll add it to my collection, but I could see at some point in time if I come across it and it's like $5, I'd pick it up. I think it's good enough to own. Um, not right away, but at some point in time, yeah, it's good enough to own. Definitely worth a watch. Maybe I'll watch it again tonight before I, uh, go to sleep. Who knows? I enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed that movie. I think I'm selling myself on adding it to my collection at this point. But, um, yes, that's the review. And Countdown 2019 gets a thumbs up for me and a pass. So, normally this is where I traditionally, with this episode, as you, uh, the people who have stayed with me and stuck with me, know normally after I do my review, I close the show out. I end the show, I give the, uh, the quote... And then I let the music play and I fade out, right? I'm going to do something different this week for a uh, sad but very special reason. So first I'm going to say the quotes. I'm going to take a pause. And then I'm going to come back in just in case because I don't want... I want to have this recorded just in case I get um, copyright hit or something like that. So thank you so much for joining me this week. I'm going to do the close. And then because I'm not going to say anything else after I say the stuff... That I'm about to say, and then I'm going to go into what's going to close this episode. So, I thank you so much for joining me this week. I thank you for being on this journey. Over 200 listens, so um, extremely grateful and proud to have hit that. I'm thankful for all of you continuing to join me on this journey um, with this episode and with this show, and I can't wait to see where it goes in the future. Maybe I have t-shirts out eventually for uh, some of you to rock. Hopefully all of you will rock. And, um, like I said... I'm going to get into the quote. I will be back next week with another new, brand new episode. Hopefully more news surrounding Halloween Horror Nights, releasing tickets and releasing house information. And, of course, whatever movie news we can get. Maybe some positive movie news that uh, films will actually be opening. I miss going to the movie theater. (laughs) Um, But, yes, always thank you so much for joining me. And remember that happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if one remembers to turn on the light. Alright, and now with that said, like I mentioned, I was going to do a different kind of ending for this episode, and basically what I wanted to do was uh, pay tribute. And like I said, it's going to be sad but important kind of ending here. Um, three years ago on this day, the great Chester Bennington left us. He... Uh, if you don't know who Chester Bennington was, he is the lead singer of a band called Linkin Park, who unfortunately succumbed to mental illness three years ago on this day of the recording on July 20th, 2017. And, you know, it's all day today I've been listening to his music and reliving moments of his, and I've always been a fan of his, always loved his work from, what, 2000, 2001 until uh, his untimely passing. I was a huge fan, and he meant so much to me, and his words that he sang, so the words he sang so gracefully and so beautifully, I mean, voice of an angel and a scream like a demon is how people describe his voice, and it's so true, and 
so powerful and so moving and it's just I remember the pit in my stomach when I saw that news and it just it hit me so hard and even to this day it still hits me hard thinking about it and listening to Linkin Park's music and hearing his voice and just knowing what happened and knowing he's gone it just I, I mean multiple times a day and even you know now talking about this I have the tears in my eyes because he means that much to me I know people have are weird about, you know, he was a celebrity, you didn't know him personally or anything like that, but that that doesn't matter, I felt extremely close to him through his, uh, through his singing and through his words, and it's just, it's so sad what happened, um, I wish with everything in my being that he was still here, still singing, um, you know, and I wish that mental health was taking, taken way, way more seriously, uh, people too many times look at folks who commit suicide as cowards, but let me tell you from personal feelings, um, you know, mental health is a, it's, it's, it's a, so tough. It's something that, believe me, these people, they're not cowards. They're fighting such a hard fight and they're doing everything they can to survive, you know, and I've, I've been there, you know, I've had extreme mental health issues I've been extremely depressed in my life so much so that you know I had it all planned out like I had my end planned out like it was done I knew what I was going to do I was done with life I was done with the world and you know it's just that final step was left and I was so close and I was so ready to do it and just by circumstance whatever you want to call it the song Afterlife by Avenged Sevenfold came on and the words hit me and saved me, you know. But going through all that and just knowing it, depression is the worst thing that people can... It's one of the worst things people can go through. It's just... It's a silent demon that just hits you and you're just like... You're stuck in a black hole. Basically, is how I can describe it. You're just... All of a sudden comes out of nowhere and it just, it just hits you and you're just sitting there for... Countless moments, hours, maybe even days where you're just like, I can't do it, I can't take it, I'm so distressed, I'm so unhappy, I don't want this, I don't want to do that, I just, I get it, I so much get it. So please treat mental health with respect and understanding that it is a real thing, it's not made up, these people are not cowards, they're not, they're not weak, they are fighting the strongest battle that they can do, they're doing everything they can, they're fighting so hard to keep going, and... You know, Chester, like I said, he was a huge deal to me growing up. I still listen to him to the day. And, you know, I remember when he passed away, a promise I made was that I'm going to keep his music alive forever. As long as I'm alive, his music will stay alive. And obviously it will go on past me and countless others will do it as well um, and just keep his music going. So how I wanted to end this episode was obviously paying tribute to Chester. He's one of the, as far as I'm concerned... From that era in the 2000s, he is one of the greatest singers of all time. Um, you know, not just that era. To me, he's one of the greatest singers of all time. He had so much ability in his voice to just do anything between slow, beautiful melodies and harmonies to screaming his head off. You know, he was able to do so much and have such a lasting impact on so many countless others and the words he sang not only helped myself, but helped countless others, and I wish it could have helped him as well. Um, Chester, 
if you can hear this, thank you so much for all you gave us. We miss you dearly. We play your music in memory of you. Um, and basically what I want to do with this episode, obviously most of this show is a movie podcast. Um, Chester, as far as movies goes, I know he was in a Saw film. I think it was the final chapter, the final cut. It was the 3D Saw film. Um, other than that, Linkin Park has provided, obviously, countless songs to films, most notably the Transformers films. So, how I wanted to end this episode is I wanted to play a Linkin Park song. And like I said, I don't know if copyright is going to hit me with this episode or not, so fingers crossed that it doesn't. But basically what we're going to do is I'm going to end this episode with Linkin Park's song New Divide, which was a part of Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. I believe it was um original song written for the film. So I thought no better way than pay tribute to Chester and play one of Linkin Park's songs that was for a movie, so it's still it's still on brand, whatever my brand is. But nonetheless, thank you for dealing with me. Um talking about this. Obviously Chester meant a lot to me and countless others. And main important thing I want all of you to understand and um to know. Mental health is a real thing, it's a real illness. And more than anything in this world, if I can leave you with anything, I would leave you with you matter and you are loved. So thank you. Please remember that. We love you. If you need help, please talk to any of us. Talk to anyone. Let them know there are people here for you. We love you. You are loved. Chester, we love you. We miss you. And this is for Chester Bennington. Thank you for joining me this week. I will talk to you next week. Your voice was on